This episode of Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. What up, women's basketball fans? Erica Lindsay Ayala coming to you with a Tuesday edition of Locked on Women's Basketball. Ooh, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about gold medals. We're going to talk about retirements. We're going to talk about return to plays. All right here on this episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. And then I'm going to take you to a very fun conversation I had with some of your favorites from hashtag WNBA Twitter. It's a good one, y'all. You're not going to want to miss it. All right. Before we get to the hashtag WNBA Twitter fam, let's go over some news. So the United States men's and women's five-on-five team captured gold. Of course, that's seven straight for the women. That is five gold medals for Diana Taurasi. For Sue Bird, Diana says, I'll see you in Paris. Sue Bird says, what else can I say? I'm done. And so did Dawn Staley. Dawn Staley is is going home. She's done packing it all up. I think that one hurts the most because she's been on this, on this journey from player to assistant coach to head coach. First black head coach. Who knows when we'll get another. But thank you, Dawn Staley. You are amazing. And while selfishly I want to see more, listen, Dawn Staley don't owe us a damn thing, y'all. She don't owe us a damn thing. Let me take you over to the moments Sue Bird, Dawn Staley, calling it a career for USA Basketball. In the 04 games, I was there to learn and, and take the torch from Dawn and, and, and carry it. And those older players taught us what it meant. And now for us, hopefully we've left some sort of legacy with the younger players where they now can carry that torch. And so to be sitting here now after going through you know 20 years of that, it, it, it's amazing. And, and like I said, I'm just really happy, guys. I, I got nothing else to say. I'm just really, really happy. And this is my last one. I'll just, boop. No one has to ask about it anymore. I mean, I think you learn a lot about yourself when you play with the national team. Our, our players really understand the pecking order of, of USA basketball. It is the, the older ones they lead and the younger ones you, you follow and you take notes. Um, but certainly, you know, the, I know that the start of this winning occurred before them. But they finished it off. I mean, they took the, the torch and they, they took it to another level and they just are putting so much pressure on the next coach and the next players to perform at, at a high level. And um, I, I'll say this too, I'm, I'm, I'm done as well, too. <laughs> Does that feel good, Don? That feel great. That feel good. Come on now. I don't know who else is going to sit on this podium in 2024. Without them, I'm not. <laughs> you know, as much critiquing as I did with uh, USA Basketball, and I think it was 
definitely, <laughs> definitely uh, warranted. And I'll get into that a little bit coming up later in the show. It's sad. The dream team, Dawn Staley, seeing that team on Martin. I mean, you know, that's my childhood growing up. That Atlanta team and what they've been able to do. But um, I'm just thankful I was there for the ride. And um, congratulations to you, Dawn. Congratulations to Sue, obviously, Diana, and everybody on that team. Big in hockey, what we would say, stick taps to Asia Wilson for her first Olympic gold medal. Skylar Diggins-Smith as well. Nafisa Collier. Then you've got some others doing it a few times. Tina Charles, I believe that's three for Tina and maybe for Sylvia as well. I could go on and on. Ariel Atkins, obviously. Jewel Lloyd. This was a squad. It didn't come together perfectly, but they still got it done. And you know what? That's... That's a part of the story as well. As far as USA Basketball, y'all got some things now to work on. I would love to see Don Staley a, still a part of the committee. We know that Gino Auriemma, um has done that. And coming up next on Locked On Women's Basketball, I'm actually going to take over to a piece that Michelle Vogel did for ESPN because there's a little bit of a nugget at the end of that piece that I want to talk about in the B Block. RockAuto.com is my favorite family-owned business, at least my favorite family-owned business that is a supporter and sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Let me tell you, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. That's where Rock Auto comes in handy. It's a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years online. So you can use your mobile device, you can use your laptop, your tablet, whatever you got, Apple TV, who the heck knows what you're doing, head onto the internet, onto the interwebs, and check out Rock Auto's reliably low prices. They're reliably low for every single customer. This is what we want you to do. Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle and type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com okay here's the article by michelle vopel i'm gonna place it in the um in the show notes for you but this is about dawn staley when asked before the Olympics if she would consider a second go-round as USA women's basketball head coach, Dawn Staley said jokingly that she needed to win in Tokyo before even thinking about that. Now that Team USA has secured its seventh consecutive Olympic gold medal, Staley has answered. Staley had an answer Sunday. I'm done. Staley smiled as she said it in the Americans' post-game news conference and was asked by U.S. guard Diana Taurasi. Does that feel good, Dawn? Guard Sue Bird, who, like Diana Taurasi, won a fifth Olympic gold medal, also confirmed that this will be her last Olympics, but she had said that even before going to Tokyo. Taurasi, on the other hand, said, see you in Paris, which is the site of the 2024 Olympics, though it was unclear whether she was joking or not. Okay, I played the clips in the first block, in A block, for you from Sue Bird, Dawn Staley. Oh, gosh, I'm really, like, emotional about the Dawn Staley news. 
But this is what I wanted to um, bring to your attention because I was unclear about this as well. Uh, and here's, I'm just going to read the last paragraph of this. Staley's departure means there will be all new leadership for the U.S. women's basketball program by the next major competition, the 2022 World Cup. National team director Carol Callen, who has overseen the program since 1995, announced in July that she was stepping down from that role, although she will still continue as president of FIBA Americas. So now Carol Callen is involved with FIBA, and it was FIBA ultimately, if I'm not mistaken, that said no to NECA Ogumake. I don't know if it was FIBA Americas. So here's the article. Former WNBA NVP Neka Ogumake was notified by FIBA that her petition to play for her native Nigeria in the upcoming Tokyo Olympics was denied due to, quote, substantial involvement for more than 10 years with US Team USA, sources told ESPN Wednesday. The Nigerian Basketball Federation filed an appeal to FIBA on behalf of Ogumake and Elizabeth Williams, the Atlanta Dream Center, who was also denied because of previous involvement with Team USA. The Federation wrote that Ogumake and Williams were, quote, two of the top players that would have made our team one of the strongest at the games. That's uh, the Nigerian Federation wrote that. So, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting... Um, that piece. But speaking of Neka Ogumake, let's go to her conversation at uh, the LA Sparks media availability. So we're getting media availabilities in case you can't uh, tell. Well, I just gave you um, media availabilities from the Olympics, but you were going to hear from the Sparks. You're also going to hear from the Washington Mystics because there's some news there. And uh, yeah. Lots of news, but Neka Ogumake got emotional during um, her media avail the other day when asked about just reacting to everything that's happened regarding not making the U.S. team, the petition not being accepted for her to play for Nigeria. So here's a little taste of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of like trying to figure out how to um, how I want to come out of this, you know, because I think when you endure situations that are tough in life, um, you can choose many different roads and there's stages, you know. Um, and so now I just I'm just really grateful to be playing with my team. You know, I'm grateful to be on a team with people that care about me um, and I just want to play. I just want to play basketball and I you know, you know, they always say like situations in trials, you know, you, you, you grow stronger um, and what is inside of you is kind of like exacerbated. And so I would like to say that out of that, like I've always been described as resilient. And I think I, I had to kind of tell myself that a lot to make sure that I believed it because um, it, it's been a, f a few weeks of feeling un unvaluable, you know, or unworthy. And so like, it's been very difficult. <laughs> I'm sorry. I swear I wasn't going to cry. It's been very difficult. Um, 
So, I just want to play basketball. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> I just want to play and have fun. An emotional Neka Ogumake. Um, again, there's been a blemish on USA basketball for quite some time. This was a hard Olympics. Um, it ended with a medal. It ended with two players making history with a coach that deserves so much more than she will likely get. Um, Brianna Stewart's the MVP of the tournament. I don't know how it was in Asia Wilson. And even Brittany Griner really had a great, a fantastic gold medal game. Uh, has me eating my words. It's just a lot. It's exhausting. Um, I did not obviously go through what NECA has gone through, but I feel her emotion and so many other things that we've had to endure. Um, so she's emotional for a lot of reasons, I'm sure, but I, I from what I heard her saying is that she's glad to return to the court and to be with her LA Sparks team and to return in a space and in a way where she knows that she's valued. Because when you're not playing and you're in the middle of turmoil as NECA was, I'm sure it's hard to, to hang on to all of the good. And just imagine what it must take to knock NECA Ogumake off of her confidence. I mean, that just baffles my mind. Um, but we're not going to... We're going to end on what we hope is a, a lighter note. Someone else that did not make the 2020-2021 team is Elena Deladon. Promising future once she can stay healthy, which she has not been able to do. But we're going to hear some updates on Elena Deladon. You know who else had a fantastic tournament? Emma Mieseman. Her numbers are up there with Asia Wilson, with Brianna Stewart. Uh, you know, Astu Du is another player. And they played fewer games because they got knocked out sooner. So, um, but, so we're going to hear from the Washington Mystics about Elena Deladon and a little bit about Emma Mieseman. Coming up next on Locked On Women's Basketball. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action, that's right, at Bet Online. You can get the latest news odds and all the information for your sporting needs from Bet Online. It's talking MLB, NHL, NBA, UFC, MMA, everything you can think of. So before the next pitch, tip off, whatever you got. Head to your laptop, mobile device, carrier pigeon, and check out the greatest sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You can head to the website and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's when you use promo code Locked On. Again, that's a 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All 
All right, as promised, we're going to get into um, Washington Mystics Camp. You're going to hear from Mike Tebow and a little bit from Elena Deladon, and then I'll close out the show with some thoughts about what this means. Hey, hey, Mike, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, well, I guess let's start off with some um, injury updates. Can you, it sounds like we're going to get Elena today. So can you give us an update on Elena, Maisha, and Erica, please? Uh, they are all practicing um, to various degrees, um, some more than others, um, because we're putting them on kind of a reps limit at the moment. Um Maisha should be good to go this weekend if everything goes well this week. Um, not so sure about Erica the first game, but that's still to be determined. Uh, Elena is practicing um, parts of the practice, uh, some live stuff, some four and four, five and five, but she will be an end of the week decision as to what we do, whether she goes on this trip or not. Um, I know that doesn't help any of your answers and you'll probably get the same bland answers from her. Um, but it's kind of a see as we go week, but she has made good progress. Um, she's doing stuff live. Um, but I don't know that, you know, we're ready for live action yet or not. We will make more of a determination probably later in the week. So is she full, at least like physically banging up against every other folks at this point? She is going against other folks. We've limited the reps uh, each day, uh, but she is doing stuff live. And do you have, you know, now that we're through the Olympic break, have you gotten an update on where Emma stands? I have not. I've reached out to her um, unless she reached out during practice today, which I doubt. Um, no, <laughs> we haven't. Um, they had to uh, travel, obviously, from Japan to Belgium. Uh, and I think she wanted to go home a couple of days and kind of get a feel for what she wants to do. But I do not have an answer. Do you? I know she wants to get a feel for what she wants to do. Do you have a feel of where she's leaning? I do not. Our players over there have talked to her. Our players here have talked to her. And nobody has a clear answer. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Mike. I know um, you don't like to hypothesize and we're constantly asking you to do that. But uh, if everything goes as well as it could, do you feel like this team could be the team that you've been hoping for? I know you don't want to look ahead to that, but can it be? And how big of a difference can that make in the second half of the season? Um, I mean, it can be one of the best teams um, if you have everybody healthy. I mean, whether we're better than, you know, whether we're the first or fourth right now, I, I, I couldn't say. Um, but clearly, every time you add talent back to your team, uh, you take a step up. I mean, we've played a long time now without Maisha. I mean, you know, a lot hasn't been said, but, you know, she's an integral part of our team. I mean, she was an all-league player in the bubble last year. Um, so, you know, getting her back, getting Erica McCall back gives us depth in the post and an offensive rebounder and a good screener, um, you know, Emma would be like frosting on the cake for us in a sense. I mean, um, takes a little pressure off of uh, Elena. Uh, all of those players take pressure off of Tina. Tina's had to carry a huge load. Uh, Tosh and, you know, Ariel Atkins have had to carry a huge load. So, you know, when you think that our season right now has been one in which players that we signed 
and it's no knock on them, but, you know, we signed to be, you know, uh, role player backup players have had to play huge minutes. Um, it, you know, it, it can launch our team if, if they stay healthy, these other players, Elena and Maisha and those guys are back. Yeah, we can be one of the best teams because we have that kind of talent. It just has to be on the court. Thank you. Now, you're probably not surprised to hear that one of the things that stood out to me from what Mike Tebow said is that once we get Elena Deladon back, and you heard what he had to say about that, you'll hear what Elena has to say shortly. But once Elena Deladon gets back, then that's less that Tina Charles has to do. And some of y'all know there was a viral video of people getting on me for asking Tina a question about getting her teammates involved. It was asked because Tina takes on a lot. She did that in New York. She did that in Connecticut to an extent. And she's had to do that in Washington. I still have Tina as an MVP candidate. And Washington, what I think is, is just... In the playoff race, actually, let me double check that because I can't remember if they're in 8 or 10. While I look that up, let's head over to Elena Deladon's media availability earlier today. Well, first of all, it's been mentally incredible um, just to be back with my teammates and competing again. Um, it has been quite a long road and... I don't think you realize how much you miss it until you're actually back in it. And it's like, my goodness, this has just been so refreshing to get moments on court with my team again. Um, so that has been awesome. Also, I have incredible people who <laughs> found me and monitoring my way back. Um, I've never been in a situation where it's going to be a return to play buildup um, like this, but that's what occurs after two back surgeries and still dealing with some things. So I'm grateful for those people because I'm like, take the leash off. Here I come. I'm having so much fun. I want to do more, more, more. Um, but obviously we need to take it practice by practice day by day. Still. Um, I still don't have a date where I can tell you like, yes, I will be playing on this day. Like that's not what, I'm going to do. Um, it's not what my people are going to do. We're not going to box me in for something like that because truly it is still day by day. Am I doing more and more each day? Yes. Some days, am I doing the same thing I did the day before to see how I can handle this type of load? Yes. Um, but it has been amazing to play basketball again. <laughs> Washington in that eight spot, they're eight and 10 under 500 for the season. Eight wins, ten losses. They are trailed by the Dallas Wings at nine and twelve, the Los Angeles Sparks at six and thirteen, Atlanta Dream also at six and thirteen, and the Indiana Fever at four and sixteen. Everyone ahead of Washington is and in this ascending order. Yeah, Phoenix at seven, New York Liberty at six, Chicago at five, Minnesota at four. They've made a massive leap before the break. Connecticut Sun at three, Vegas at two, and the Seattle Storm at the top of the table. Um, I did think I was going to have time in this episode to get into my hashtag 
WNBA Twitter conversation, but you know what? I think it's better to save that for Thursday. Um, one, because it's a hell of a lot of fun. Two, because it also allows me to do a little bit of storytelling. So I can't tell you yet why we were all together. Um, but it was a good time. The reason for the reunion was a good time that will come out uh, and it will be evident soon. I can't tell you. I'm sworn to secrecy. But uh, we, we had some good times when we weren't doing our super secret uh, stuff. And we made a podcast. And so shout out to Justine Brown, to Tarika Foster Brasby, to Jasmine Baker and Ari Chambers coming in at the last second. You might have heard some of this on Justine's podcast. I'm going to link that for you in case you have not. But I will pick out snippets, excerpts from our conversation that I think are a lot of fun. And we will play that and talk through it on Thursday's episode of Locked on Women. As always, I want to thank you for listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. Make sure you're following all of us hosts and, of course, the show itself at Locked on WBB. The second half of the season gets started. We've got the uh, Champions, or excuse me, Commissioner's Cup. So on Thursday, I might do uh, a Spotify green room. I'll open that up. I'll leave a little more information on social media, so make sure you're also following me at elindsay08. And on Thursday's show, I'll have it ready first thing in the morning. You can listen to it. You'll get to hear hashtag WNBA Twitter uncut. (laughs) It's not really uncut because I will be editing, but it'll be fun. And then I'll get you ready for the Commissioner's Cup showdown between the Connecticut Sun and the Seattle Storm. A game within a game. We're gamifying the regular season. It's exciting. It's a good time. I'm excited for it. Until next time you hear my voice, which will be on Thursday, I'm wishing you a happy, I'm wishing you a healthy, and I'll catch you next time on Locked on Women's Basketball. Betting on basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get the daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.